0: Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash Ear for more details.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices You're listening to a podcast from The
5: Worry. The
4: thing is having it's a great big... That's what I'm really yeah. It's, I'm, it's <laughs> the comfort of having a low ceiling that makes you feel it's like being under a big duvet or something. You know, this is. Yeah, sea, I of kind course. of think. feel a bit naked. They've got exposed.
2: a studio like this at, uh, um, at the Maid of Vale Studios, and it's really weird that there's a kind of. You Imagine if there were people are actually kind of recording down here. You get other people kind of peering over like a kind of medical um, surgery, yes, kind of like te- yes, teaching school, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, what's what's freaking me out is the ironing board that we can see at the top of there. I mean, who brings their iron into Abbey That's Rogue? on the rider.
2: Is it? Oh, yeah. well, okay. <laughs> David, yeah. David, well, David insisted. The last person yeah.
4: here was, was Neil Tennant, so that might be a clue. I don't Possibly know. sitting in this seat. Possibly sitting yeah. in this seat. How exciting! Having, having ironed, uh, starched one of his, <laughs> his <laughs> shirts. Do does it. he have it. a man who does? <laughs> you, know, you would have thought so, but he must enjoy it. So, if you
0: don't know already, this is this is the word podcast. ...moved to rather more luxurious (laughs) surroundings than it normally takes place in. For one night only. For one night only. (laughs) For the 100th podcast, we promised it would be something special. And, uh, and through the kind offices of Word Reader, David Holly, for, for us. especially for us. It is something special. We are at <laughs> Abbey Road Studios.
4: Amazing. Great.
0: Isn't it amazing? Yeah. It is so, amazing. And so you know... We'll
4: tell you all about it. You'd love it here. Yes, it's, it's great, actually.
0: And so we got so much pressure on the guest list that we're actually going to do this in bits today. Pe- so,
2: people that you normally can't drag near a microphone. Yeah,
0: We're We've here camping at outside this morning. You know, the, in a sleeping, sleeping In a bag outside. Yeah. So, answer your names: Mark Ellen.
4: Mark Ellen. Is that what I meant to say? Yeah, it is. Andrew or yes.
3: Harrison. Andrew Harrison.
0: And, Correct. Uh, and uh, making a special return <laughs> from from uh, from his uh, due, from to a, due to
2: huge popular demand. He, he <laughs> popular demand,
0: actually. Matt Hall. Hello. And uh, excited to be here, Matt. This um, is this is more impressive than your setup at the garden. It is.
2: It mean? is. Despite being in West London, which I'm. Um, genetically predisposed to dislike everything about it. it, is very exciting to be here.
0: We're in Studio Three, is that right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the it has many claims to fame, but apparently this is the dark side of the moon, Studio Mark.
4: It is. I think we've just seen the old uh, the desk, haven't we? A great clunky yeah. thing that looked like the inside of a Lancaster bomber, uh, apart from it didn't have any Bakelite, but great big sort of handles and knobs and clicking dials and stuff. And I, mean, I was excited about that. I've been excited about the entire tour, but I know Andrew and Matt are slightly more excited that... Um, is it Ice-T recording? Rakim well, did it. Rakim, R- Rakim was... sorry. I'm excited
3: that the patch Shop was recorded here. Obviously, obviously, that would, that's very thrilling to me. With Dusty, was it? No, I don't know. Might but but yeah.
0: Andrew, during the tour, you suggested that this was the. Possibly the most, uh, you know, unbalanced, uh, you know, uh, uh, yes. relationship between technology and
3: message. Well, it's like it's like taking an imperial star destroyer to the end of the road for a pint of milk. Basically, it is, you know, <laughs> over facilitated. And
2: in the words of, in the words of James, I think, you know, next week it'll be if I hadn't seen such riches, I could live with being poor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh
0: dear, no, surely that can't happen. That can't happen. So anyway, we've got loads of, uh, loads of things to get through in a packed programme, <laughs> uh, and at the end of the programme there'll be uh, various listeners' messages, which uh, we thank you very much for those, and we've put them together, so stick around towards the end of the podcast, you might, you might hear yourself. But a number of topics that have been raging on the, on the Word website, wordmagazine.co.uk, in the last week, one which particularly caught my eye, which was uh, a thread started by Andy Barron's that got significant response, and he talked about, he said that everybody during their teenage years has probably come up with a non-existent band. He says, you've been noodling about on a keyboard, bass or guitar, and to your great surprise, you managed to nail a couple of riffs, or even entire songs, and that had been it. You were going to be a rock god in embryo. All you needed was to get through your O and A level, spend a couple of years at Poly, and then leave and get the band together. What he wants to know is, what was the name that you had chosen for this band? Yeah? And uh, his was Modus Operandi.
4: <laughs> they would have done really well, wouldn't they? Yeah. I can see people really beating a path to, to the Redford Porterhouse to see them. Yeah, but if Were you- they prog?
0: And he said, well, he says you were. What do <laughs> you, you think? <laughs> he says, he's even gone further. He said, uh, they would be re- referred to by fans and myself during subsequent press and television, I- television interviews as simply MODUS. Ooh, of uh, and if you were really serious about this, you would also have dreamt up a logo which will have adorned school books and folders in its various stages of graphic development. Suffice to say that mine had at least one light.
3: Of course it did.
0: Well, it,
3: it, it so says, if you'd turned up in 1997 called Modus Operandi, you would have, they would have thought you were the absolute cutting edge of drum and bass. You know, when, yes. when, when, people, yeah, when people would call things like DJ Optrex. Or alternatively, you know, if um, you turned
2: up in the mid-80s as um, a um, goth synth outfit. Yes, That would have also that been really work. good as yep. Modus Operandi. So,
3: loads
0: of other people have pitched in on the site with. Uh, they've confessed the names of their invented schoolboy bands. Uh, Milky Barnick uh, came up with a group called Spray. Oh, I thought paint. that was the name. Spray <laughs> paint. <That's laughs> that, that Milky
4: Barnick's a great name, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a great look as well. I could just see it. You know. Well, his group was called <laughs> Police. S- his
0: group was called Spray Paint Wonder Dog. What do you think of that one? Poor. The jury Plans. say no. Five Centers. Were they, a, were
2: they a rap metal band from Arkansas? There's,
0: there's we, some, we can only imagine. It's either like wonder stuff to me in my head. What about Five Centers' invention, the Fancy Cheese People?
3: That's a sign in Farringdon. It's promising, but everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well, a well, shop, well, but they sold Fancy Cheese. I think it's gone, That's hasn't probably it? where it yeah. got the name from. Well, they're, they, they're good cheese people well. Better, I think. Fancy and, the the fancy. fancy and the cheese people. Fancy and the cheese people. <laughs> Cheesy and the fancy people.
0: <laughs> Reto- just, which retrop- one's fancy? Retropath 2 confesses that he had a primary school beat group who played once, live, <laughs> vocals and air guitars, but practiced every playtime. <laughs> 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 the idea. The group, just, completely phantom instruments, still, nonetheless, in the corner of, of the playground, would actually practice. So, Matt, did you have any uh, any uh, you know, dream musical endeavours when you were a... Yeah, were like, I, have
2: to, I have to confess to the group um, that, um, yeah, they were called the Hiroshima Heroes, and the only reason <laughs> they were called the Hiroshima Heroes was because um, it, it goes with the logo, and we couldn't, not only could we be bothered not to learn any instruments or write any music, we also couldn't be bothered to invent our own logo, and it, had, it was actually lifted from um, <laughs> Harlem Heroes, which was a strip in a very early yes. 2000 AD, Harlem which was a really good kind of intertwined double H... Thing. So we were going to do. So just...
0: you started with the logo. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So w- was there ever any any musical activity involved? No, it was just no, A Lot of hanging around on a
2: street corner, <laughs> thinking this would be great. But we've got the trousers. We had the trousers. So that was about that's it. The, the Hiroshima logo.
0: Heroes. Well, that's a good one. Andrew, did
3: you have one? Uh, well, I've. I've never really tried to be in a band. No, or, no, but, never, no you oh, no, don't have used, to have done it. You must have fantasised. Well, that. not really, but no, I did, Andrew, I did uh, a fantasy manager band. <laughs> oh, that's uh, Andrew. This, I fantasy managed them. <laughs> that's a lovely yeah. idea. And, did you have uh, a fantasy manager's well, they, name? But well, they were written. And, no. Andrew was the Paul Morley at the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you
0: know what I mean. Andrew was the person in the corner. <laughs> the Evil guy impresario, guy uh, cool uh, string pulling.
3: But, <laughs> the ba- The band was marionettes. The band was semi-real. In that they owned instruments, but they, they didn't really play them. This is at school, and the band was called yeah. Melting Polar Bears. Okay, oh. quite good. Melting Polar Bears, yeah. yeah. And I don't know where they got the name from, but I think it might have be something to do with the Fox's Glacier Mint. Yeah, and uh, also prophetic environmentally.
5: Yeah, <laughs> really, you know, well, this was way, a, a way decade, way ahead yeah. Yeah. decade ahead of the decade, curve. But <laughs> it fitted
3: in quite well with the time, because this was you know when <laughs> bands were called Marshmallow Overcoat and you know right. that kind of thing, So sort like of late eighties you know Liverpool psychedelia kind of yeah, thing yeah. and I did also, I also uh, in, the, in, the, in the rave era I sort of fantasised that we used to stay up all night listening to kind of ambient records and, and, and Balearic records at my mate Steve's flat in Providence Avenue in Leeds and I saw also thought that Providence Avenue was a good name for a kind of... Building. It doesn't sound Leeds at all, does it? No. It's an album type. It's Angeles. where Providence Avenue yeah. There. It's just really kind it's of, a, like, a beat. It's a, a, a good name for, uh, for the third album, though. Yeah, it is. Uh, very uh, very DJ Alfredo. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mark, did you have any... any? I invented? didn't... No, I
3: didn't have any fancy ones. I, I I had ten
4: real groups. I can tell no, the you the names of the real groups ten. I was in. I can tell you... Hey, I can tell you <laughs> <I can> <laughs> the years that they existed. None of them turn out to be... No, none of them. The first group I was in was called Her Majesty's Thunderbox. That was 1970. I've just written these we little things. You could be playing Hold on Love and You could, l- you wine, could well. you tell the times, yeah. okay, you
3: know. Okay, I'm going to guess this is right, well, around
4: about Humboldt Park. This is. I never
3: said it, so that's just a thunderbox. Okay, perfect.
4: The second one I was in oh, was called Ian Bentley's Rectal Prolapse.
3: I know. Poor Ian Bentley.
4: 1971. Then I was in a group called, it was a duo, a folk duo called Ady and Mark. <laughs> I, I, was, I was Mark, out A.D. and Mark, yeah. as opposed a- to being A.D. A.D.? You AD could, no, A.D., Adrian. A.D. and Mark. You could we, get yeah, on the Green Man Festival yeah, right yeah, we now could, with, you that, could, with that could, we'd that be name.
5: perfect.
2: Was Ian Bentley a real person?
4: Yeah, he was, Ian Bentley. Yeah, he was the leader of the group. Yeah. Uh, had he actually had? No, he hadn't, uh, uh, but I, I, we were I was 17 or something, We thought the other... I think, I think it's just the phrase rectal prolapse. So there is a man called prolapse i It's going to get much play on Radio Luxembourg. Yeah, no, not much. Then I was in Seagull in 1974. I was in Rumours in 1975. I was yeah, in A C- so group called Seagull.
5: After
4: Seagull? Uh, Ugly Rumours, who got oh, their names oh, from whatever, uh, name from holding a great campaign yeah. album for <laughs> leave they quite a famous number. singer, didn't they? <laughs> <one. laughs> they did. They yeah, <laughs> did. Yeah, <laughs> but said, this, this is the worst of <laughs> lot. Right. This is 1977, <laughs> the group was called Anthrax Ripple. Isn't that just, in every respect, awful? Do you remember what it was? <laughs> what year was that? It was, it was one of the chocolates, wasn't it, from a Monty Python sketch. Do you remember Anthrax Ripple? Oh yes, Spring Surprise. Yeah, 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 Spring Surprise. What year was that? That was 77, so it shows you how so way back. So
3: everybody the else we're. is called, you know, Slaughter and the Dogs. Exactly, we are called Anthrax Bloody Ripple. <laughs> ripples, yeah, right. you well, had was skinny in...
0: ties, didn't you, Mark? I skinny ties. Anthrax had had a... Ripple, they must, have had, they must have had a jacket with the sleeves.
4: We had a very long haired lead guitarist, actually, who was a little bit uh, out of sync with the ties. Well, yeah, yeah. Then golf. I was in the Golf Junkies. Then I was in Arab <laughs> Air. That's, quite a, good name, that's a good name. Golf just, no, Golf Junkies, not the Golf Junkies. Better if Golf Junkies. Like Pixies. Yeah, then I was in Arab Air Cargo. Then I was in the Love Trousers and then I was in the West London Musical Appreciation Society. Which I think yeah, is a yeah, great yeah, name, yeah, which I'm still in, actually. That's quite word.
3: Yeah, You
0: right? yeah. Did you get Pete Frame to do a rock family tree with just all your groups? Just yeah. Mark. Yeah, it's just, it's one just one live. Yeah, yeah. Mark Ellen. Mark Ellen. Mark, Mark up. Ellen. Up. Yeah. My, my only fancy. Yeah. I, I did have one fancy group.
3: Mark Ellen split up Just with himself due to musical differences. differences. Yeah. 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 Everybody
4: else disappeared. Mark Ellen split up and then reformed himself. One of them was Prime <laughs> yeah. Minister. That's yeah. that's yeah. really Whatever yeah. happened to well, him? We should
0: get Frame to do that. We should get a hold of Frame and get
4: him to do that. Would, I, it wouldn't cost much. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He'd really amuse
0: himself. Frame lives in You know, he wants things like that to do. That could pass the long winter evening. So
3: <laughs> we we walk into Abbey Road and suddenly grandiosity <laughs> yes. takes off. Pete Frame's going to do this. We're going to put a festival. I did have one fantasy band.
4: Go on. My fancy band, I had a dream. Uh, It's very boring to look at what you're doing. This is about two, three years ago. And I dreamt that I was at an RCA meeting, RCA Records. I recognised some of the people around the table. And we were trying to think up the name of the next big boy band. And in my dream, (laughs) I thought of the name. And I realised it was so good, this is true, I woke myself up. And I wrote the name down on a piece of paper and went back to sleep. When I woke up in the morning, I thought, oh, a strange dream. What was it? Look at it. it There's a sheet of paper with two words on it. Egg Friday. <laughs> <laughs> egg Friday. So uh, keen readers of Word magazine will know that Egg Friday has been mentioned on one page of Word magazine for the last three years. It always it's always a Egg Easter Friday. It's Easter egg. You've given away the Easter egg <laughs> <laughs> on Egg <laughs> Friday. It's
0: not a terrible name, but it does sound like a 1975
4: pop rock group, doesn't it? It's, it's a bit duck to Deluxe. Yeah. It, right like it
0: doesn't sound like a glamorous boy band to make. I don't like, know.
4: Quite Just is funny. Uh, t- to me, it worked. Uh, you know, you, I could see
2: everyone having their own favourite member of Egg Friday. Which of the eggs? Do you I'm like? trying to make a joke about trying to work out Go a joke on. about what was their favourite album in. But I can't. Album. It. That. <laughs> album <laughs> in the oh, yeah. Now,
3: Mark, you know the story about Neil Tennant making up band names, don't you? For um, uh, the staff g- of Smash Hits. Oh, go on, The yeah, Saturday we, Girls. Oh, that's right. A Man, yeah, a yeah, man, right man alone. alone. A Man Alone. <laughs> Come on, tell
4: the tale. Well, Neil, Neil at, at Smash Hits decided that each member of the staff, I can't remember which mine was now, she was, was going to be in a fantasy group, and that he was going to manage them. And the three girls <laughs> who worked at the office, do you remember? Plaxy? Um, Plaxy, yeah, Linda, Kimberley. and Yeah, Kimberly. And they were in a group called the Saturday Girls, which is just a brilliant it's idea. Because yeah. so, Saturday Girls were, it, it, back in the day, people who had a job on a Saturday morning. Oh, yes. You worked at Woolworths or, or the international stores, shelf stacking. Yes. And so you could tell what the Saturday Girls looked like. They were kind of, you know, happy go lucky, ponytailed 14 year olds. It's based on Banana Rama, basically, wasn't yeah. it? And then there's a guy called Peter Martin, who's quite a complicated fellow, who went to Smash Hits with a very, very uh, unorthodox haircut. remember? He used, to, remember? Put egg in he his used hair. to put raw egg oh, and orange juice egg. into his hair in order to make it set in, in an attempt to look like um, Ian McCulloch, uh, quite successfully, actually, of, of Echo and the Body Man. That's why I gave him a job. Do you remember in the interview, I asked him how he got his hair? How'd you get your hair like that? And he put raw egg into it but that particular day he'd used a hair crimper and this had the effect of 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 basically poaching <laughs> the raw egg and, and he actually looked like he got a, a north plate of egg fried rice in his head an appalling sort of attack of dandruff. but i was so impressed to no. gave him a job but Come anyway his name sorry Come yes on. a man alone yes no, so his his the name of his group was a man alone and he was going to be filmed uh, for the cover a photograph, sitting in the corner of a room, looking isolated, friendless, damaged. damaged well, wasn't actually. the idea that it damaged? The, there'd be lots, of,
3: the idea that there'd be lots of, <laughs> of pictures of him standing on a beach far away, not looking at the yes, camera.
4: Yes, he was never looking at the camera. He was yeah. always obviously alone. There's a clue in the title, but he, he was a damaged individual. The Saturday
3: he, Girls are slightly better at content.
4: Yeah. Well, we, we've, yeah. The,
3: the Saturdays now exist, don't they? And they basically are the Saturday Girls. A load of hey, it's crazy great. girls in frocks have
0: a fantastic yeah. time. Have we got yeah. any names?
4: Alco pop in do one hand, rockers we
0: entertain any names that we think? If only I had starting a group tomorrow. that The name, do you think of any, Andrew?
3: Starting a group (laughs) tomorrow.
0: No, if if somebody were, you know, if you knew a young person who was starting a group, you go, You should be called so -so." No? Johnny Woman. Johnny Woman is obviously. Mm. Jazz Babies.
4: Yeah. It's been done. The patron saints of now.
3: The Jazz Babies
0: has been.
4: done. Has it been done.
3: Yeah. What? Did, did they I, must was a, I, was I was listening to a double S. I was listening to a oh, news really?
0: broadcast about about the war in Iraq recently, and it struck me that boots on the ground is a good name for a group.
3: That's good. Little boots on the ground. Okay, that's <laughs> that's great. It's great, it's anymore. great. Anymore? No. Larue. Danny Larue. No. So no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: So, uh, if you've got any fantasy groups that uh, you know that haunted your teenage years, and you want to, you want to share with the massive, the place to do it, the Word Magazine website, wordmagazine.co.uk. This just in: Have we been following the uh, the story of uh, Michael Jackson's uh, slowly receding O2 residency? Unravelling. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so fifty shows at the O2, supposedly starting in when was it? Man? July? Yep. OK, and the first thing we hear is he's, he's postponed, he's taken the first week's worth of shows <coughs> and moved them into 2000, uh, 2010.
2: <laughs> into March but, 2010. We'll all be okay, dead yeah, by, by then. Uh,
0: and then the next, the story that appeared in The Sun this week saying <laughs> that he'd confided to fans well, the, the that, next... it, that he was not happy about the fact that they booked 50 shows.
2: Well, the next bit was the rumours about him actually only appearing... During the evening, for a grand total of fifteen minutes, which was what he was actually contract apparently. It's Thirteen wasn't it? Was Thirteen. It yeah. It was it's a, it a,
0: that's a, the summary of the rumours. That's Stay the contractual yeah. yeah. to me. Okay. Michael will perform during the residency, but he mm. will not actually sing. Okay. Yeah. What do we believe that?
3: Well, that raises the question of: Can people do all that dancing and sing at the same time? Yeah. Anyway, you could say that about a lot of people. But actually, naming one, no
2: names. The one thing that I have seen about on the official kind of lots of well lots of Michael Jackson fan sites are videos really professionally cut of the auditions for the dancers yep. and there are literally hundreds and hundreds of dancers being auditioned for these things
0: because he so. started rehearsing I was intrigued by this that his first step in rehearsing with these shows was rehearse with the dancers now you can only I, thought can, cool, can I ask, ask a question, question. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you start with a musical director don't you for a show like this
4: Mm, all, the, all no, the, no the, I, I want to ask a question for clarification. Now th- I don't know how many of these tickets have already been sold and how much they cost. For clarification. <laughs> Your Honor. <solid>. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking over the top of my spectacles here rather sternly. But oh, <laughs> what is this? He Michael has Jackson? what <laughs> is, that is, that is this pop music? <laughs> is it something like the Beatles? Oh dear. But how many I mean a lot of these tickets have been sold, right? And how much they cost? I don't know, I'm guessing 60, 70, eighty quid, right? Presumably, you paid your eighty quid on the understanding, or indeed assumption, that quite a lot of the show will consist of Michael Jackson performing his songs, singing and dancing. Right? right. Majority yeah. of Call it, you would majority, <laughs> yeah. right? So on what? His. What? Well, just again, just to be clear, what they're now doing apparently is is is. is Making clear that you will get far less of that proposition than you thought you were going to get when you paid your money. Right. So, so, this so is the likelihood is that Michael Jackson might perform during some of the songs, but uh, some of the songs he might just sit on a folding chair at the side of the stage. <laughs> is, is that what it is? Is that, uh, maybe, maybe doing a crossword or something? Is that, is, that, is that the plan?
0: Well, I don't know what the plan is. I mean, he I might do, do some of the dance routines, routines to give to but otherwise, people. very
4: highly paid, um, you know, technicians will do them for him while he sort of sits there giving them his blessing. I mean, is that the idea? But I
0: mean, I would suggest, though, that this is a man who hasn't performed live for a long time. 20 years? 20 years. Yeah. Is it 20 years? He probably is. Yeah, well, it was the bad no, tour, he, wasn't he it? Did, uh, he, oh, took he did the Rock and, and Roll like
2: Hall of Fame. He's done a couple of numbers. Okay, but um, in, in, in terms of years, a major yeah.
0: demanding, you know, and, and, and the the stakes in live shows get higher all the time, don't yeah. they? And so the demands on people, you yeah. know, their, their stamina, their, all these things get greater all the time. I would have thought if Michael Jackson was about to embark on a 50 night stand at the O2 I think he'd be pretty well rehearsed by now wouldn't he ordinarily you would, you you would, would have thought so, he'd yeah. be yeah. match fit but it, has, on. it <laughs> has all
4: the hallmarks of a total and utter the
2: <laughs> movie. also let's not forget is, seriously, is the guy's 50 yes and not presumably and not in, good in peak condition you know when when Madonna goes out on tour you you can't move for photos in the in the mags of her kind of jogging along the Malibu seafront and, you know, calisthenics. (laughs) And she does (laughs) that every day in half? Yeah,
3: Well, I I don't know. I mean, I suspect that people are going not entirely to hear a beautiful, faithful rendition of all the hits. I think it's was it Dr Johnson who said like a dog walking on two legs? (laughs) You know, it's not. You know, it's the fact that it's being done at all. Never mind whether it's being done well. Um, I think that's it. People are. It's it's Mount Rushmore again, isn't it? You just want to say you've seen it before his nose falls off. Exactly.
4: I mean, you could argue. I mean, there's one of the rumours is that he's apparently only contracted to appear on stage for for 13 minutes a night. Now, you could argue that the idiots who pay good money to go and see, for example, someone like Bob Dylan, have been putting up with this for years. I mean, Bob Dylan himself. (laughs) It doesn't actually seem. But he's clearly thinking about something else. He's thinking about uh, you know. Dry cleaning or or shopping or or trying to translate an ancient text into Chinese. He's clearly not thinking about a delivery of uh, the times they are changing to 20,000 people. So, you know, the idea of of, of an absentee performance is not a performer, it's nothing new. And here you've got to add in something that with you know, Michael Jackson
0: uh, wears kind of military style regalia, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. regularly, and he sometimes actually wears, wears you know a peaked cap. Um, uh, Military-looking. That is actually the official insignia of Captain Letdown. You know, it is because that's who he is, Captain yeah. yeah. Letdown. I
4: couldn't agree more. In the same way, that it's going to sound really unkind, though, but there's something really chilling about the, the sight of people gearing up with, you know, wearing one single white glove. You know, the, yeah, unless uh, it's, you know, it's the lost property office. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They don't even need to go in there, do they? They just get together and make a pair between them. But there is something—the idea that Ro- Michael Jackson, this absolute hopeless catastrophe of an individual, this hollow shell of a human being—is somehow your your idol in life. That's the that's the pole star in your constellation. Is a slightly dispiriting thing. We, so we don't
0: know what's going to happen, but we suspect that the fifty-night stand. Is not going to turn out to be, well, it won't be, stand- well, be sitting standing a lot of the time. It won't be standing.
3: And I'm not going to be paying £5,000 on eBay for tickets. or you? Well, um, no, you see,
0: because that's the other thing. It's a residency. So if it starts badly. Oh, yeah. Times are going to be hard. It's going to be like a West End yeah, show that you can't turn around, isn't it? Definitely well, sold all? You're not going to take it somewhere else. They, are have, you? they, they have have sold it, yeah.
3: all the tickets. I believe so. so it's yeah. So it's the secondary market. Will be chewing yeah, their yeah. fingernails down the elbow. According to one.
0: the the story that was in the Sun this week, that Michael was confiding to fans that he never knew that they were booking fifty shows. They were doing ten, and then he, I went to bed one night and I woke up, and next thing I knew there were fifty. He says. Mm. Now I'm prepared to concede that he doesn't have the strongest hand on his management nowadays. But you know, I don't think that happened without him yeah. knowing about. It.
3: Doesn't he? Does he ever Google himself? <laughs> you know. <it's, laughs> So
4: we should
0: see Do you, see think, one do you think
3: England
4: would have allowed, the British would have allowed one of their pop stars to just get out of control to the extent that Michael Jackson's got out of control?
0: So you're suggesting we, we haven't America, got a pop
4: star quite as mad as Michael Jackson? Yeah, I mean, in America I have a, an an has a to attitude towards to celebrity, and they have a very uncritical uh, attitude towards um, yeah, just sort of success, fame, and riches
0: and eccentricity.
2: Robbie I, Williams? Uh, he has not so even footholds in Because Michael Jackson,
0: interestingly enough, has not chosen to make his comeback in America, because yeah. his stock in America is nothing like as high as it is over here.
2: It must be very low. Okay, <laughs> but you know he, he,
0: he has a mystique over here that he doesn't have over there. I was going to use think. the
2: phrase he couldn't get arrested, but that's probably <laughs> one of the <laughs> things. <laughs> that he's actually but also, I mean, you know,
3: you do it in America. You're, you know, you do it in London. You're in the middle of the Ryanair EasyJet network and a market of 450 million people there's no comparable place in the United States even if you do it in New York you, yeah, 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 you, you know you do it in LA you know you haven't, you're not reaching the, the people Europe is just so much bigger
0: well we should watch this space to see if he manages to successfully pay his bills uh, there's one one further thing I wanted to just throw in front of the, this particular gathering at this point in the podcast uh, I don't know if you've seen the sad news that they've taken away <laughs> this week the the birdsong channel on digital radio which has been delighting us hasn't it Matt for a uh, while now I uh, yeah so you I just turned it. it on, and you just heard love nature noise. It what's it, re- it being replaced with again? It's being re- replaced by amazing radio. And the promise of amazing radio. That's not bad.
4: That's good. Amazing radio TM. Quite double H in the early days. Amazing
2: radio.
4: not very amazing.
0: Now, there's the promise of amazing radio. And I want to look at you as I'm saying this, Mark, to see to see if, if, the, if, if delight illuminates his features, his wizened features. <laughs> they promise wizened. they're going to play nothing but unsigned
4: bands, Mark. What, instead of bird song Yes, yes. So I could be getting the, the, the Happy Sound of the Blackbird and instead I'm getting, um, you know, Anthrax Ripple <laughs> or <So laughs> Ian Bentley's Rectal Prolapse
0: so no, for 45
2: no, minutes. No, well, because I think there might be a market for 24 hours a day, Mark Ellen tunes, but actually <laughs> <laughs> more of one than there is. I mean, if they, I
0: mean, what do you think, Matt? What do you think about a uh, station just playing nothing but unsigned bands? You're a radio professional.
2: Yeah. I think that within six months we might see its takeover by a more established format. Bird Birdsong bird's yeah. bird's see. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you're not delighted Andrew about the prospect of a channel just playing nothing but
3: unsigned bands see, Well the thing about unsigned bands is generally they're unsigned for a reason, which is that they're not all that good yet, you know, being charitable they're not that good yet I can't see even the A&R uh, offices of this country sitting there with unsigned bands FM on they're going, oh hang on, that sounds quite good let's find them and turn them into the new Beatles. See, it's I, not I, happen, I hate is it? this
0: idea that the, the, the bands are supposed to be, you know, to be able to call themselves unsigned There's some kind of badge of honour, isn't it? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. it's as if they're misunderstood. Too good for the music too, yeah, too good. good. This, this too idea, beautiful for this it's just, world. Yeah,
3: nonsense, this idea it? that yeah. the music business is, is, is a gigantic wall trying to keep the good stuff out, and, you know, outside is this beautiful, you know, garden There's of riches, co- yeah. and yeah. inside yeah. it's just Robbie Williams and Phil Collins, it doesn't work that way at all. The music business is... Desperately, desperately trying to sign things. Anything. But anyone, ten, has, has ten anyone who's ever
2: waded through the amount of huge amount of dross available on MySpace from unsigned bands will realise, you know, the, the the occasional diamond in the muck is very occasional indeed.
0: Because also the, the, the you don't need to be signed anymore to put a record out, do you? You well, know, you I'm can effectively put a record out yourself, which is which is fine, which is a good thing. But I I've really started to notice of late stuff I get sent with a view to being on the worst C D that you hear stuff that's kind of quite good but it's quite clear nobody has listened to it and gone do that again lose that bit you know the old kind of A&R function of
3: of tightening up they are a
2: much maligned sector of the (laughs) The population but A&R do actually perform a service in that that kind of case we've been saying at ages,
3: haven't we you're going to miss them when they're gone you're going to miss the record companies when they're gone because they do all these wonderful things like plumbers and the people who put your damp course in you don't notice them but when they're gone, you really wish you'd had them. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be the way it goes. Well, I want to think. Of, I want to talk a bit about the um, the bird song. Are it right, was clearly it? massively popular, wasn't it? Clearly, people loved it. I don't know about massively. Popular. Well, well, massively more popular. It was popular. Than, it was popular enough for people to notice when it went. Okay. Well, there's uh,
2: two. Well, there's two th- things. One is that the guy who recorded it mm. said that he's received kind of like sixteen thousand emails mm. saying what's gone wrong. This is most birds. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where's <it>? well, they <laughs> tweets perhaps. <Where's laughs> <he>? ah! <laughs> there
4: it is. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's a really
2: angry blackbird who wants to know where his residuals are going. Yeah. Uh, but but then know, the, the Pigeon Rights Society. <laughs> <laughs> but then the um the rad, the radio figures people yes. are saying, Well, this this thing never registered on Raja, So there's two ways of looking at <laughs> oh, it. they can't hear birdsong. Too high. They just thought the window was open. <laughs> That's
3: why the yeah. window was open. <laughs> Well, I don't. know, I mean, obviously, you can't sell adverts against birdsong, or can you? Well, you know, so you no, could, but they didn't well, try. I mean, the trail. Passage, I suppose. It was, it was, it was, yeah. <laughs> what else?
2: It was a holding pattern. That's the problem, isn't mm. it? I mean, that, with it. And the other thing is, that somebody pointed out. I, I was looking at some blogs the other day, and somebody pointed out, if people are so desperate for birdsong, why doesn't the RSPB just put out podcasts of birdsong? I think they do.
3: They you probably does. I think because they do. It's good yeah, idea. Just
2: put it on a loop. Mm. Put it in your little in your little holder and wake up to your own personal birds. But there way. are
3: many things you could do to make people wake up perhaps quicker. Than bird birdsong what about the recording of the house burning down that'll get you up that'll get you out of bed sharpish in the morning What the dry crackle or, <laughs> yeah or perhaps the sirens and things from the sound of young Islington that are so missing on this podcast they are
4: As we ought we'll to we'll so. really yeah. support some of the sound effects of Islington with us because you know it does seem extraordinary to be in Abbey Road with this uh, fabulous acoustic around us uh, completely untarnished un, uh, by, by any ex, a, extraneous sound yeah. by now we would have uh, heard a, a felon being
2: apprehended by, by the phalanx of, uh, when we
3: finish recording this podcast, <laughs> the guy in the room over there is going to mix in the sound of whales, somebody the sound of w- helicopters, yeah. a
2: door opening, somebody saying, it. "Anyone want a bacon sandwich?"
3: Yeah. <laughs> a, a clock. We got this room booked from twelve they o'clock. Go, well, <laughs> we're, we're in the dark side of the room, room dark side of the moon. I room, like dark so the room. any dark side of the room, yeah, yeah. So anything can happen.
1: The word, a magazine, a website, a podcast, a way of
4: life. Sugar plum fairy, sugar plum fairy. <laughs> I just want to say that in Abbey Road. That's what. Uh, that's what. That's what John Lennon says at the beginning of. Um, and we passed
5: the edition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: which that? is what they use at the end of the Beatles Rock Band, isn't it? Which of which more in a moment. Oh right. But they? first of all, uh, one very you know burning issue, uh, which I have to unburden myself of. Yeah. Is is a joke I heard uh, on a program uh, featuring Clement Freud last night on the radio. He's back. <laughs> um, Terrific. This was some old after dinner gig that he did at the Edinburgh Festival, I think, or something. Yeah. And he was talking about uh, knowing Rolf Harris from the the 1950s, uh, which made him think of the story of the Australian who went into Fortnum and Masons and said, How much of the, is that avocado? And a gentleman in the morning coat, rather supercilious English gentleman, said, It'll be £2.17 and six. And the Australian said, Well, you know where you can put that, don't <laughs> <isn't> you? <laughs> the gentleman said, Unfortunately, sir, I'm currently accommodating a seven pound pineapple. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. The key thing
1: is the word accommodating.
4: Accommodating isn't it? It is that's, it's that's just such so a good word.
1: Yes. It? It's like the death by Mau Mau in the League of Gentlemen, isn't it? That very, very long joke about a very similar thing with a pineapple and all that kind of stuff. Oh right. <laughs> so we've been joined, too long. joined for the next yeah. part
0: of the, of the word podcast. In the, in the marvellous surroundings of Abbey Road by Kate Mossman. Hello. And Fraser Luring.
5: Good morning, afternoon, evening.
0: Uh, and, uh, you know, Fraser standing in front of, you know, the
5: usual array of uh, immensely sophisticated recording equipment. It's okay, I think they have someone backing me up in case... I, I think, think wrong. they do. I think <laughs> it's a bit
0: belt and braces, our approach is here. And now, so it's so
4: true, because I, I, looking at Fraser now, he's, he's sitting in front of a desk with about 16 little channels on it, and behind him is, is a man operating a console with 96 channels, and I'm waving at it, actually. Hi. And it's just, it is just like the, the flight. It's like Fraser's got a little dummy keyboard. behind them. the curtain. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's some pretty adequate backup. So, Mark, explain about the FPO. Oh, yeah, well, there was just, uh, Matt, who was just uh, with us a minute ago, just said he'd rung up a mate, <laughs> <laughs> asked him to, if he'd like to go out for a drink on Thursday night, and he said, oh, hang on, Matt, I'll just check with the FPO. And he said, who's the FPO? He said, the fun prevention officer. <laughs> <laughs> which is obviously, a contemporary version of the Good Lady Wife. <laughs> Slightly less good, actually. But it's quite funny. It's, isn't
0: like, it's like the Faulty Towers line about the uh, the gambling. Oh, and, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, majors. That se- avenue
4: of pleasure was closed <laughs> off years ago. <laughs> <with a strong> <laughs> <course>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the,
0: idea, the idea that a wife has dedicated their married life to slowly closing <laughs> off every avenue. Also, an
4: avenue of pleasure looks like a great vista that carries on indefinitely, doesn't it? And it's wide
0: Lined and with full golden of, trees. Lined with exactly,
1: exactly <laughs> that. So She's trident. bricking
4: it up. So, so
0: anyway, up. we have a number of things to talk about in this part of the programme. Uh, one of the things that's very exciting, actually, part of which was, uh, was, was created here uh, at Abbey Road, which is Beatles Rock Band uh, Computer Game which uh, the trails for it have been unveiled this week, haven't they, Fraser? Yep. Uh, and now you've you've actually, you, you're a rock band user, aren't you? I am you? a rock
5: band user, yeah. So
0: tell people, uh, in case they don't know, what, what do you need for a rock band user? Because it's not like Guitar Hero,
5: is it? Uh, well, I think Guitar Hero can do oh, most, of, most of the same stuff now. But With rock band, you get a drum kit and a mic microphone as get well the as the guitar. Stuff. So you you Make can... Perform the entire.
1: Are piece. they full size or is it a mini plastic guitar? Yeah, no, the, the,
5: the Fender Strat that I have <coughs> is uh, is full size. Really? Yeah. Is it? Am I right in of thinking of as
1: well that it's um, 180 pounds for the basic instruments, and then you have to pay for the Beatles one well, 90 quid per guitar as well if you want to supplement the. I think thing so. But there's be.
5: no reason why you can't play the Beatles version of Rock Band with the old style guitar.
1: Yeah. Oh, I see. With your own Strat, you could put that. No, on.
5: With, with the, the, the uh, fake guitar that comes with the original game, you don't need the Beatles instruments ah. to play Beatles Rock. But bands. the
0: interesting thing about this, to me, I, I've never played this. is You know, I just posted, you know, a trailer for this thing on the on the Word website yesterday. And people couldn't have been more thrilled if yeah, you'd said, absolutely. you know, I've got, a, I've got an outtake from Rubber Soul here, couldn't they? People were absolutely thrilled, weren't they? Yes, they were, yeah.
5: I mean, I, th- I think it'll do incredibly well, and I think it'll overshadow the release of the back catalogue.
4: Fraser, I'm going to have to ask a really dense question okay. on behalf of anybody listening who's never played this game, who uh, doesn't fully understand it because they're old and doddery like me. Okay. <laughs> Which is,
5: what do you get? So you buy this thing, you get a load of instruments, is that right? You, you first of all, you have a, a console, so you need a PlayStation or an Xbox or one of those. Things, right. Then you buy and then the you, game.
4: So you get four of you and say you're going to be George and you're going to be yes, John, right? Absolutely. Right. And then yeah. you play whatever it is. So Cooper, right? How weird. <laughs> <the same
1: song. laughs> <laughs> is it a particularly easy one? <laughs> <laughs> it's an obvious. It's an obvious <laughs> it's, one.
5: Especially for that. That all Audio karaoke, so you're right. replicating what happens on the screen on your instrument, as opposed to just singing along. How do you replicate? What, I mean, how do you do this? So if you're the Paul McCartney part, okay, you're not so you, play you, play have the, you, parts, you have so the bass part. You. you can play yeah, you the bass part. Yeah, so you will have uh, the bass notes coming towards you on the screen. It's
1: like in um, the Guitar Hero thing. You know, they came up on the screen and you have to hit them. Oh, you on have your to own hit own them. Instrument. So they
5: come up and you've got to hit them, of course. Yeah. yeah. I know, oh and I if right.
1: you get if you get it wrong, then it kind of bleeps and then you're out. Of and eventually, the crowd boos
5: and the song falls apart if you don't do very well.
1: Oh, so it gives it, you this so, so, so with practice,
5: you can
4: actually produce a, a,
5: a reasonably entertaining show. Yeah. Well, I think even without practice, it's enormously entertaining if you're involved. It's a great fun thing to do. I had my neighbours down upstairs for an evening of this, which I was convinced was going to last 20 minutes. And at four in the still morning, right. my upstairs neighbour is still sitting on the drum kit, <laughs> desperately bashing away, loving it, isn't
1: it. I was thinking how much more fun it would be if they'd just done a um, computer game of Hard Day's Night or something. Imagine the CGI Wilfred Bramble and you know, John <laughs> <Yeah>. disappearing <laughs> in the bath Sellers. and yeah. give our ball back, please. And all oh, the graphics of that idea. would have been great. But, 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 anyway.
2: but what you
0: get in this is you get the kind of journey of the Beatles, don't you? Because you know, So it starts at the Cavern Club and then it ends up on the on the roof of uh, uh, At Red. Yeah. No, because uh, David Holly was showing us around this place earlier showed us in a corner there's a rolled up rug. Did you see this? Yeah. And he said that's the Beatles rug and they came in here, not the Beatles but the people putting together the game and filmed the room with the rug in place so that they can then build the, the, the digital graphics on top of an actual an image of the real thing. Yeah? Do you think they this have real how they people
1: sort of playing the bodies of the Beatles that they then animate? Well they'll
0: probably go and find old f- it'll all be modeled like on old CFS footage, won't right? yeah. it? <laughs> in know? a rubber wetsuit. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> It's, it's
1: wriggling it's around on the floor. <laughs>
4: <laughs> lovely idea to be the comu- computer model for Ringo Starr. So yeah. so Mark
0: Allen's sitting there you know, being kind of...
5: Scratching a, his head. Yeah, scratching he- his head,
0: you know. And I, I've i always been sceptical about this, but I guarantee that when this arrives and Fraser brings it into the office, nothing b- will be done for about two days, will oh,
5: it? Or, or a couple of weeks, I would suggest. It yeah. is, and Mark Allen will be foremost among them, will he? I think he? so, yeah.
0: He'll be the one pushing his way to the front, saying, can I you know, be John Lennon or whatever?
5: I mean, they've, they've sold 10 million uh, Guitar Hero games so far. That's a billion dollar industry. Oh, I'm keen.
1: How many They're other key, bands key are are in Rock Band? I mean, how many other times have they done this with other groups? Would well, there
5: have been an AC/DC one and an Aerosmith one? Yeah. And I think the other versions have been like compilations of rock classics.
1: They're all going to follow after this, aren't they?
5: Well, you get, um, what, the monochrome set? Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> O'Connor. Freddie and the
5: Dreamers. Cartier, the Unstoppable and I just Sex just
4: Machine. The box. <laughs> I'm going to keep plugging that
1: fat <laughs> Ma- mattress. Fat <laughs> mattress.
0: So anyway, from from the wi- you know the, the wilder shores of digital entertainment, we we move now to the, the the most basic, traditional, acoustic form of entertainment, which I want Fraser and Kate to tell us about, which is their their trip to Newcastle to go sacred harp singing.
5: Yeah. It was, it was a very interesting day, and the, the first thing I should tell you is that the reason we went to Newcastle was because I believed it to be the only place in the UK offering ho- sacred harp singing. Uh, the, on our arrival, we were greeted by someone to tell us that it was the London singing taking place on Tuesday. They, said, it, it is they it.
1: basically <laughs> said, you know, uh, why didn't you go to the Neasden one on Tuesday night? But the funny thing was that loads of people who were there, there were 35 singers, and half of them, or well, most of them, in fact, had come from all over Britain for it. And there's, it's an obsessive following that this kind of yeah, singing these so are what people, is, you've got to explain what is sacred harp singing? It's a very, very early form of American um, choral music before um, pianos and all that kind of civilised stuff was brought in. It was mostly written in the 1650s to sort of early 1700s. And it's based on the words of the Psalms, I believe. I, ha- I have some lyrics here. Oh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> Come on. I-, I bought the Sacred Heart uh, songbook. It's all I- done from oh, one what? book. Which I- I- I've rather
5: blasphemously bookmarked with a- an Iranian uh, <laughs> thousand year <laughs> d- <hour> notes. Does it start
4: with, you know, she was just 17, <laughs> if you know what I mean? But it, it's all, thing, all very brutal.
5: I'll, I'll read you a couple all of lines. Right. Why should we start and fear to die? <laughs> what timorous worms we are. Death is the gate to endless joy. And yet we dread to enter there. The pain, the groan, the dying strife. Fright our approaching souls away.
1: Can you sing it? Why do you sing it? And we <laughs> shrink back again
5: to life, fond of our prison and our clay.
1: So you could imagine a sunny Saturday morning in Long Benton and a church hall, and you know, 35 people, nice it's chocolate brownie before you start, and then just <laughs> opening that book and, and launching singing about into song. Exactly, yeah. And it's a very strange Three process because you, um, there's no pause in between the songs to discuss them or there's no applause, there's no audience because everyone who's singing is the audience basically. And you just go from one to the other. And in one day, between 10 and 4, we sang 74 songs back to back. Um, and with I was. The, with at the one, break for lunch. I was so exhausted by. Is that to...
4: element of suffering part of the fun? It I might think. be. Do you <laughs> weren't wearing helmets. You
0: were
1: on spikes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I think I think right now.
0: We <laughs> I sat actually... on a
1: spike and Fraser sat on me. <laughs> uh,
4: it's difficult because he had to accommodate the p- p- pineapple first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't, We can go. <laughs>
0: I think right now, we can hear some of your work. Was that one we heard, Fraser?
5: Uh, I've no idea, that's <laughs> all. But it would have been written in sometime in the 18th century. Right, right. I and mean, you, you, you found it a, a pleasing experience? I found it tough. I found it... Uh, and, and during the last hour, I kind of stopped um, participating and started listening, and I actually enjoyed that more.
1: I know by about 3 o'clock I was... Um... Actually falling asleep in the chair, and I was considering going off to the toilet and just lying on the floor in the toilet for a quick ten it's it's, kind of minutes.
5: It
4: sounds <laughs> a classic, Barry. <laughs> is,
5: I found the whole thing a bit <laughs> odd. Like um, foreign nations when they start aping American hip hop, or Japanese have metal guitarists, and then it's so precisely a copy of, of, the, of something that doesn't belong to them.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it, it was, was very very odd. It was only introduced into um, England in 1989
0: but it's no stranger than rhythm and blues or anything no, like that it? No. You know which has been adopted by millions of yeah. uh, of european kids and uh, and have even less in common Absolutely, with it really.
4: yeah. I just love the idea that, that, that people who read Word magazine probably think that you particularly, Kate, you know, when, when not actually in the office of <laughs> uh, uh, throwing yourself around cargo you know, at three o'clock <laughs> in the morning, you know, uh, and you're actually flying up to Newcastle. I'm actually sight-reading at to high play, speed exactly in a small church a plane song with a sort of Amish focus. Yeah, actually, we, we, we went to
1: Whitley Bay afterwards and had um, chocolate marshmallows and things. That was nice, wasn't it? And it we was. saw Amy Winehouse was playing there as yes. well.
4: What, Whitley Bay?
0: Yeah. Not, not the real one.
1: Not the real one. Well, Amy Winehouse. Oh, <laughs> oh, she's
0: great. Yeah. So, any further musical uh, trips in the, in the offing? Any any more ambitions you'd like you're to fulfill gonna, You're
1: planning to go to that um, um, Serbian uh, Gypsy Music Festival next year, aren't yes,
5: you? Yes, so it'll be the 50th anniversary of the Gucci Festival, which I shall be attending. Which is
1: the drunkest festival in the history of mankind. Yes, it's
5: a quarter of a million Serbs completely blind with alcohol.
1: This all fun. Is this a <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> trumpet
0: festival? It is a yes. trumpet festival, yes. And this is one you told me about. More people are more drunk than at any other gathering in the history of the world, and yet there's no Absolutely no aggression trouble. or
5: belligerence or anything like that. Everybody How does can, that work? Because they're, they're beyond not, aggression. They're, because it. they're not British. It's but to be fair, Ooh, controversial. But to be fair, the Serbs
0: have a fairly, you know, they have a feisty, a fairly feisty yeah. past,
5: as do the British. Yeah, they do. But and, and there is this kind of strange nationalist element running through the whole occasion. But it's. Kind of done is in a friendly way. Is the effect
4: of the humble
1: trumpet? And also, I was just Maybe. You feel like a man with food but you give a trumpet. They've got brass well, it, instruments it's all fine, they've got sack butts to play on. <laughs> it's
5: all about the trumpet. It is, <laughs> it is. Blasting I mean, into the, that, the, you're the, not going to... The whole reason... Punctures the, the aggression. Obviously. The whole reason for this festival is to give away an annual award called the Golden Trumpet to the best trumpeter. So do you think if 20,000 Millwall supporters were all given a brass instrument before, at the end they of they
1: the crowd? They'd be ground?
5: no problem at all. No
4: trouble at all, be shaking hands and swapping addresses,
1: popping away.
0: So you're going this year. And Next year I'm going to go. Oh, we're we're looking forward years. to that. We, we shall look forward to hearing about that in great detail. Now, we, we've got various bits of feedback from, uh, from, from listeners, that uh, some of which uh, demands an answer, actually.
5: Hi, this is Stuart Crawley, long-time Loader, first-time caller. Uh, love the podcast. I was just wondering what happened to the horror. Surely there must be more tales of people getting revenge on Van Morrison. We must be told. Happy birthday.
4: The horror?
2: Explain to people what the horror is. The horror
4: was, and possibly still is in the future, the hoary old rock anecdote. Which, uh, when we started the podcast, uh, literally 100 podcasts ago, as well. Well, it's more than 100, actually. Uh, Uh, Dave and I, really, just to entertain ourselves, we used to tell each other terrible old stories that we just picked up along the way. Many of which had happened to us personally, in fact. Um, Joe Jackson and the Swab, for example. And you've (laughs) told the story, which I'm not going to tell now. And we, for some reason, you know, Elton John and the Naked Paratrix. It's like telling the
1: punchline of a joke It is, actually, you
4: had to be there, you know. And uh, David and I would just reduce ourselves to tears, really, in the little tiny boot room. Do you remember where we we recorded the first podcast with with, with a microphone on an old Macintosh to kind of soak up the echo? (laughs) It's like the Beatles back in Abbey Road making their first album 12 hours. And uh, so I think probably what happened is, if we're being honest, we might well have run out of Stories in that there are only a finite number of hilarious things that can happen to you, you know. Or maybe we haven't, Dave. You're gonna spring. No, spring. I'm
0: not gonna spring a surprise uh, because the um, there are it, it's quite interesting. There are stories that are true,
4: yeah.
0: And Mark's told many of these, and they're generally true but wildly. Then this will be a shock to you, wildly exaggerated. <laughs> we <say> wildly exaggerated. <laughs> no, but that's fair enough. That is how Mark. That's how he rolls, (laughs) as they say. And I've known this for a long time. I've even been in in social gatherings where where somebody's told me a story. And I thought, I recognise this story. And I realise it's about me. And basically, I've told him a story which he has then told somebody else in a giant... Cinerama, stereo sound, 72-track <laughs> <right. 72> <laughs> version, which they have then taken and exaggerated again and told it back to me. And I've, I haven't recognised it until nearly the end, you know. <laughs> um, and that's fine. I see, I think those are perfectly legitimate stories. But then we've had the old one, we've had people in, and we said, have they got the story? And I've heard people tell stories, and I think, that is not not true and can't have even an element of truth. Give me a punchline of one of
4: those. You know,
0: um, tell the story. I, I'm sure there was... Oh, God, there was something about Keith Moon. Mm. Stories, you know, gather around Keith Moon. Yeah. that don't seem to have any basis in fact to me at yeah. all, you know. Uh, and so you can kind of go down that track just making them up. But sort of no point, really, no is there? No point really? at all. Because very often the best stories are the tiny ones, which are embroidered. And actually, (laughs) if I had to choose one favourite, I'm going to take a high-risk strategy here. I'm going to... If we could reprise one, um, I I don't know if Kate and Fraser know the story of my night out with Chrissy
4: Hines. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: I've never heard this, actually. Have you never... I've never heard it.
4: Kate... Are you just saying
1: that? No, no, nice. no, seriously. A lot of them I have. Kate, several
4: times. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ask me, to, if I tell the story, I'm trying to be very quick, because it's a very long story, and also the tragic thing is it has no punchline at all. Has it been embroidered? All, but it, not, not really, no, no, it hasn't. Has it but if I, I do tell this, you've it? got to indulge me by, by laughing shall affectionately. You, <laughs> laugh
0: <laughs> you see, Kate, I shall laugh because he'll have introduced elements I've never heard before. You know, it's like a folk tale. There's always new bits. You have you we know. got
1: any candle after we can put
0: <laughs> <now? laughs> I'm sure we can. As okay. a of
4: fact, we're in a heavy road. My anyway,
0: God. this all begins... In it, with it, with an evening out to, you know, some kind of uh, literary launch, wasn't well, you, it?
4: You, you'll have to heckle and you'll have to remind me. and You'll have to help me. As far as I can you remember, what? you to remind me. How, how long <laughs> is this going to be? A, it's it's really long. <laughs> and the 25 minutes. It has no punchline. Turn but, off now. But and the and basic break. story is, this is about, what was it, about three or four years ago? when we just started Word magazine, had not we? Do you remember? And I was invited, so We we got on very well with the guys around the Hay Literary Festival. And they used to have these literary soirees. And, uh, unbelievably, I was invited to one of these soirees. So I turned up. Hanif Karishi had a new book out, and he was sitting in the middle of the table. Various other very senior personnel from literary world dinner. around It was it's, a dinner. Dinner. it's a dinner. It's a dinner. It's a very posh dinner down this long table. And I've got, um, uh, some tremendous, uh, literary critics. Uh, I've got, uh, the guy who wrote the script to a Casino Royal, the, um, James Bond film, a guy called Robert Wade, sitting opposite me. I've got a lovely girl from, uh, Esquire magazine. I've got an empty chair. On my left, right, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Well, it's a bit of a free dinner, you know." I tell you what, I'm peckish. I'm going to fill my boots. He's always peckish. I'm, I'm always, I might go for the kind of food that you, you don't normally go for, <laughs> just just purely for laughs, right? So I look down the menu, and I notice they have pate de foie gras, <laughs> right? And I, I so which I order, and then I order <clears throat> after that a a, a particularly rare. Um, <laughs> Uh, t-bone steak, We're on a mountain of fine vegetables. So I'm very pleased with myself. I'm really looking forward to this I'm wondering who's going to be sitting next to me, you know. And, uh, the door suddenly oh, opens. No. Well, yeah, you know, you know, this was teed up earlier on. The door opens and beetling into the room. Um, uh, immediately <laughs> uh, recognizable on on. by, that's right. <laughs> so that's an ill. Cat, so the- Around her neck. <laughs> around her neck, that's right. With a meat, <laughs> meat is Murder t shirt. Meat is Murder t shirt, nursing back into life a small kitten. Is, I must <laughs> the lead singer of Pretenders, Chrissy Hine. The now, world's most militant, the most militant, <laughs> militant <laughs> vegetarian in the world. Now, I'm immediately paralysed with fear because only a week beforehand I'd interviewed her for Word magazine, and one of the things we talked about <laughs> was her um, anti fur campaign. And right you now. nodded sympathetically. I nodded sympathetically, <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really terrible. Uh, I can't believe that people wear fur coats. Yeah. But basically, the punchline of this particular episode is that in her um, endeavours to stop people wearing fur coats, she had finished up spending a night on a wee-stained mattress in an all-girl cell, right, in Manhattan. Or the Bronx, I think it was. You know. The night before. Uh, yeah, no, this was not the night before. This is the story. This has happened two or three years before. But uh, it, the point is, this is how strongly she felt about people wearing fur yeah. coats, right? She had literally spent a night in jail with... With these terrifying women having quite a tough old time. And just so, r- remind uh, I, us once
0: more how Passe de Foie Gras is, is a at. Passe de Foie
4: Gras, as you know, <laughs> <laughs> is, is, it embarrasses me to say, uh, it, 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 a certain geese, I think, are selected to, to to be totally overfed. What they say to these geese is, they say, when they've had a full English breakfast, they say, Would you like another one?
1: <laughs> oh, go on. And the goose go, no, no, I
4: actually fucking stuffed They say, No, go on, enjoy. Fill your boot, fill your. Fill your. <laughs> what do they doing? Fill bill. <laughs> Fill bill. So then uh, they really just put away their second one. <laughs> and, and guess what? The trolley comes. It's lunchtime. And these <laughs> geese are having a three-course meal with just one a more cigar and a thing. large brand. <laughs> Something from the trolley. I think I will. And then the next day supper. And this goes on for a week in week. These geese are enormous. But apparently has So a it's f- basically torture, isn't <laughs> it? Uh, it might be a form of torture. I don't know, but quite a pleasant form of torture. I would like to be spoon-fed myself by... Uh, by, uh, you know, adoring hostesses. But no, this is what happens. So anyway, I I then panic badly. Your food hasn't turned
1: up at this point. No, no, no. I've
4: got Chrissy Hine next to me. And we've already had an indication of what's going to happen because we've started off with a little tiny bowl of chicken broth. Well, it's broth. We don't know what kind of broth it is, right? And it's sitting there waiting for Chrissy Hine. And she looks at this. And she looks accusingly at me and goes, has this got chicken stock in it? As, as if it's my <laughs> fault right? as if I should know so I said I don't know Look, everyone just stay calm let me get these maitre d <laughs> so I have to call in the guy from the kitchen there is a Frenchman who says he, he has to admit that there is a little, little bit <laughs> of chicken stuff. And the moment he says, this, Look, it, she pushes this bowl away as if it is radioactive, right? This is, Kate, the tiniest bit of chicken stuff.
1: <laughs> <Then laughs> What's she <laughs> going <laughs> to do when the old
4: pâté de foie turns up? I'm in a terrible state now, right? And I, 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 I imagine that time. I imagine what could be worse the pâté de foie arriving or. A platoon of live geese <laughs> walking out of the kitchen, carrying little banners, you know, saying, Mark Ellen <laughs> has killed my, killed my mother, and then ate her, flambéed and fired the brandy. next door to the world's most militant vegetarian, who did nothing about it. I mean, I was just trying to think, sobbing geese would not have made it any worse. So, then, I have a brilliant... I'd become quite proud of this guy, Robert Wade He's a bit of a character, a bit of a card. He's wearing a roll neck sweater. He looks like the saint, you know. And I'm getting on quite well he with from? him. He? He's, the, he's the author of, he's a screenwriter the, of S- Casino C- S- Royal. S- C- S- S- Royal. He's a bit of a player, and uh, I think we're getting on quite well. So she's now, Chris is now talking to uh, the girl on the left from Esquire magazine. I've got a clear window. So who fit
1: down as fast <laughs> as possible?
4: <laughs> no, no, I've got a better plan. Shout is, fire! No, I, my plan really is just exactly <laughs> the building's on fire. I heard a herd of buffalo a stampede So I said to this oh, guy, "Oh, look, Ray Davis. Ray Davis. Ray Davis, Ray Davis with Jim Kerr. <laughs> Party, let's go." So. So she can't hear, so I say, Robert, uh, my idea really is to ask Robert to help me and give me advice. Yeah. And I say, Robert, look, here's, here's the problem. I've ordered the patted foie gras I've mounted a steaming mountain of raw goose liver <laughs> uh, followed by a steak a that is so rare that a, a good vet could <laughs> have it back up on its feet <laughs> in 10 minutes, Dave. In fact, when it arrives, I will lean into the steak and I will think, can I heal, are <laughs> You've heard it from before. <laughs> 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 <The meditations. laughs> uh, break designer. its horns off, wipe its arse and just slap it on the plate. That's how rare this steak's going to be. right? So I'm now perspiring freely. and But Wade's listening to me with a beady honest. I said, what am I going to do? He said, oh boy. He said yeah, old boy? He actually said, old boy. Leave it to me. And for one split second, I thought it was going to be all right. I thought somehow Robert Wade was going to wave his fairy wand over this entire proceeding and I was going to be okay and somehow I was going to get away with it. cause a disturbance, stick him under the table, she'd never know. And the guy comes out, right, the waiter comes out with this great mountain of pate de foie gras and Wade's response is to stand up and go, I'm um, hoarded the pate de foie gras and rare steak to follow. So, I think so. It was you. <laughs> it could not have been more cruel. What did she do? Pat, well, That's the thing. As I said, there's no, there's no punchline. She turns to me and she says, did you order this? I said, no. I, who ordered this? Well, I, I asked for a tricolore salad. This is ludicrous. What kind of a trick is this? I, I can't stand this stuff. You know. But it was too late. She, I mean, all that happened was she spun her back to me like this. For the, rest, this, of the, for meal. the rest of the meal. Talked to the girl from the Squire magazine. And I just sat there, glowering at Wade, <laughs> waving at her. Was it I'll good never though? be invited. Be you, yeah, at
1: least you had time to eat it. After a bit the interference of conversation. After a bit, I
4: have a little spoon. i will try some.
1: Yeah. So don't yeah.
0: worry about the uh, <laughs> don't worry about the absence of a punchline because we'll have faded that about five minutes ago. I, I, I think you know that'll be absolutely fine. And that's yes. that's whatever happened to the to the horror. Uh, yes, that's and why it's never been revived. Uh, Carl Parker's <laughs> question about if Jesse Yaron Presley had lived and Elvis had died instead, would today's music be radically different? I fear is too complicated for us to go into at this, <laughs> at this particular point. But that's food for thought for everybody out there in the word massive. Uh, I think that's about all we've got time for, isn't it, Fraser? I think it probably is. Um, and uh, it only remains for me to thank... David Holly and uh, Chris in there, and everybody here at Abbey Road for uh, for allowing us to record our hundredth podcast in this very special. Enormously grateful. And uh, and if you've been one of the people who've who've left a message, a testimonial or anything on our answering machine uh, during the last week or so, now's your opportunity to hear it.
3: Hiya, folks. It's Graham Hood up in Aberdeen. Um, Just. Calling to say I've
2: been with you since issue two of the magazine, podcast number one, loved every minute of it, and I even enjoyed the Dido cover. Long may you continue with your excellent work. See you later. Hello, The Word Podcast. This is Martin
5: Horsfield, representing the sound of South London, young South London, of course, uh, Cotton Park, Brixton-type area. I'm already digressing. I'd like to congratulate you on um, a hundredth edition of a sparkling podcast. Where else would I be without my uh, weekly dose of the reminiscences about Ducks Deluxe and later and the like, uh, Jonathan Green on the etymology of the word funky, and why I won't die in a plane crash so long as the proper pilot is in charge, that one from the Malcolm Gladwell one, I think. It's a regular joy, I really enjoy it, just like the magazine, keep up the good work, carry on, etc. Hi, I'm Malcolm Henderson. Not all of your listeners are as withering or cynical as I believe you
4: suspect, And I'd like to take this opportunity to say it's truly a pleasure to hear a podcast that combines enriched perspectives on the world of entertainment with such hearty banter. My only complaint is that Andrew Harrison doesn't appear more often. On behalf of all those who share my sentimental disposition, the word podcast is a consistent joy. Hepworth, Ellen, Fraser and crew, thank you. Hello podcasters,
3: this is Ben. I never thought I'd find myself calling... Uh,
5: the voices from my iPod. But uh, anyway, here I am. suppose I don't really know why I'm calling. I have not got much to say really. Uh, yeah, suppose you're doing quite a good job. Keep up the good work.
3: And, uh, well, there we are. Well, all this chit-chat and before you know it, 30 seconds is gone. Hello, this is Handsome P. Wonderful here. Um, I can't sing and I can't play a musical instrument So to celebrate the words 100th podcast, I've written you a Japanese haiku poem. There are apparently a number of variants of haiku, but I've used the 575 syllable line arrangement. So here goes. But who would have thought
5: journalists talking bollocks would reach 100? I thank you.
3: Hello, this is Odin Thomas from Birmingham, and I just wanted to say thank you for making my commute to work a lot more enjoyable at least once a week. And I hope to listen to 100 more. Bye. Yo, word up, Adman here. Well, 2009's been a highly auspicious year. 500 years since Henry VIII became king, two centuries since the birth of Charles Darwin, and now 100 years of the Word podcast. You celebrate your 100th birthday in the legendary company of Carmen Miranda, James Mason, Fred Perry, Matt Busby, Benny Goodman, Errol Flynn, Colonel Tom Parker, and Leo Fender. Congratulations. And here's to another
2: 100 glorious years of the Word Podcast. Hello, this is Andrew Clayton. I'm one of those sad people who have got every one of your podcasts still on my iPod. By my reckoning, you're. because we've had the One Two Cast, the Tangle Cast, the Word Cast, Best of Number One, the Word Christmas Podcast, and the Word seat and Track. So I reckon you're on 103 already. But there again. That's the trouble of being a sad fart like myself. But aren't we all, especially when I hear you two waffling on um, in the studio, very good. Keep, long mate continue, followed you right from the algorithm test and Q magazine and all the other things you've been involved in. And uh, yes, it's a 54-year-old myself, more power to your elbow. Bye-bye. Hello, this is Backwards
3: 7. And I would like to bring to your attention a London-based singer-songwriter called Ino. She was dropped by her record label in 2006, and now releases all her new music as hidden tracks on other people's albums. She's just put out her 100th song, which you can find at the end of the new Finney king Long player. I would like to wish a happy centenary to Ino, and to all at the Word magazine podcast. Bye. Hi, I'm Claire McMullen. I've noticed over the last few weeks I've picked up a number of annoying verbal tics, um, one of which is the continued use of the word, of the phrase, to be fair, and I realised listening to the, word, the latest word podcast yesterday that it's all David Hepworth's fault, so I just wanted to pass that on. Thanks
1: very much. Bye. Hello, uh,
5: my name is Gordon Munro. I'm uh, calling from Edinburgh. I have a request for the 100th podcast, uh, which is to invite a special guest, a man with... Something in common with Mark Allen and David Hepworth, and that he was the former presenter of the Ogre Whistle Test, also a former editor of the Melody Maker, and currently Guardian writer, Richard Williams, who I think would contribute greatly to any discussion on the podcast. Love the podcast and love the magazine. Thanks. Bye bye. Yes, but Retropath here. What have I told you about not phoning me at work?
2: Make some goddamn noise. Big shout out to the word podcast, massive. Let's hear it for
1: the sound of young Islington. Can we have our ball back now, Mrs.? This podcast was brought to you by The Word. Details at (laughs)
2: wordmagazine.co.uk